As always, I have just watched Hoobie Halloween again for the 16th time, which I've worked out um, that I did maths wrong at the very start, and there are actually 25 episodes, so I still have nine to go after this, which is wonderful. Boy, if I'd known that the whole way through, it would I, it wouldn't seem so crushing now. I think this watch, I don't I don't really know how I felt about it because I spent a lot of it waiting for a delivery to arrive. Um, so I was like kind of a bit distracted, and also I spent quite a lot of it reading about something that we're going to talk a little bit about today. But other than that, ah. Uh... I kind of, I've been watching good films lately. I think I kind of mentioned this yesterday when Jasmine was on, but I've been watching good films lately. So I have like, I really want to just talk about them instead of Hoobie Halloween. Like, I watched Jennifer's Body last night, which is a really good film. And I'm so glad that I watched it because like, like there are some bits which are a bit like, eh, a bit much for me. I don't, I don't enjoy watching people being eaten by... Megan Fox, or by anyone for that matter, but, oh, it's so good, it's, oh, oh, god, this is the problem, I'm watching good films, like, watching that, and, like, Josie and the Pussycats, and, let's check my list and see what else I've watched, I watch too many films, I mean, I did post something on Instagram, which was like, haha, I watch nothing but Hoobie Halloween now, like, just a screenshot of my list of, um, films that I've watched, and they were all, like, literally the vast majority of the like, last few until, to be fair, until, like, the other days were, like, Hoobie Halloween. I also watched Miss Americana, the Taylor Swift documentary, and some other stuff that, yeah. I've So there have been, I've, like, in recent days, I've really got back into watching films that aren't Hoobie Halloween. And... I think that's seriously just put into... Like, when I'm only watching Hoobie Halloween, I think Hoobie Halloween almost starts to appear, like, better than it is. But the second that I start putting it into perspective, especially with films that I really genuinely love and really draw me in, like Jennifer's Body or Josie and the Pussycats, like, I think Hoobie Halloween inherently comes off with, maybe I should watch Citizen Kane. Maybe that's what I should do. I've never seen Citizen Kane. I'm pretty sure BBC iPlayer and Sky and a bunch of other streaming services have got it free because it's so old. That would be fun. What? Maybe that's what I'll do this evening. Watch Hoobie Halloween whilst I play Mario Galic. No, not watch Hoobie Halloween. God, no, no. I, I still have to watch this nine more times. I don't want... What am I doing to myself? Watch Citizen Kane. That would be quite funny, actually. If I watch Citizen Kane. I could watch Uncut Gems as, again as well. Just to remind myself of what Adam Sandler's like. When he's doing really good acting. And his kind of weird accent works really well. Uncut Gems is such a good film. Like so is the Meriwitch stories actually. Like I found Meriwitch stories a bit slow. That's another. That's another one of like the Adam Sandler serious ones. And that's another one of that. that that's like before Hoobie Halloween, the most recent film he was in with Ben Stiller. But, like, Adam Sandler can act really well when he wants to. Like, I don't know if that comes across in, like, Sandlerverse films, but Adam Sandler is a pretty 
accomplished actor when he wants to be. Which is, like, I think something that doesn't really come across... I haven't really discussed the Sandman's acting that much. I've discussed, like, his accent kind of making me uncomfortable and the fact that his, like, lip is just gross and stuff like that in this. But I don't think Adam Sandler's acting in Hoobie Halloween is, like... It's it's fine. It's it's neither like something to write home about or like something that's really like bad like it is in Grown Ups 2 or one of the other really bad ones. And it's the same with most people. Like Kevin James, this isn't his worst performance. This isn't Hitch or Grown Ups 2. But at the same time, this is no God, I need to think of a film that Kevin James is good in now. I don't think Kevin James has really had like, Adam Sandler's level of, like, being given films in which he can be, like, the uh, uh, act to the best of his strengths, I don't think. Because I, I think he, given the right material, I think Kevin James could give a really, really good performance. And, I mean, a lot of the people in this film, I think that the same can be said for them. I mean, other than, like, there are some actors who I think are doing genuinely really good performances. I've spoken about Buscemi a lot. And there's a lot of minor characters who are giving it their all. <sighs> oh, boy. Sleepy, Ify. But, yeah. I, I like, yeah, acting. I did acting for, like, five years and I still have no idea how to talk or write about acting. I keep moving away and close to the mic, so this is going to be like a really horrible experience to listen back to. This should also be a shorter episode again. Like, this is the pattern. Whenever I get people on to talk with, we end up talking for ages. But when it's just me, it is harder to keep sort of... There's, there's no conversation going. It's just me rambling into the microphone. So it's inherently going to be harder to keep it going for as long a time as I do when I'm talking to my friends. And I, I, I will say, my friends, that no one's come on here yet who I despise. So, today, like, I, I, I've taken a few more notes on music, because I have, I think, two days ago, I was discussing the sound of Hoobie Halloween. And I kind of talked about the fact that in, like, the climactic scene with the suit, with Hoobie throwing the soup, there's, it's very much, like, it, it sticks out to me as odd like, that level of music, but there are plenty of other scenes where there is, like, non-pop, I'm going to use pop for a term meaning, like, in the broadest sense, not as in, like, I'm trying to think of a modern pop artist, God, I, like, Ed Sheeran, is Ed Sheeran still relevant, other than as, like, a disgusting landlord, anyway, I might have to cut that out, Um, I've already got Michael Bay and the Sandman coming for me. Don't want Ed Sheeran coming for me too. But what was I saying? Oh yeah, the so that I kept watching through it today and thinking about that. Like there are a, a few other moments where like oh god, I'm very yawny today. <sighs> oh, that's gonna be lovely for you to listen to. Cause that's probably one of the louder noises I've made today. But, um, what was I going to say? Uh, I keep doing this. Um, there are a few other moments of sound that I really noticed where that is sort of the Hoobie Halloween orchestral score. 
So, like, when he meets Walter Lambert for the first time, it's very, very noticeable. Like, the, the soundtrack. I'm pretty sure as well, just... Hubie Halloween doesn't have its own sound. Maybe it does. Oh, I found the Hubie Halloween Netflix soundtrack official playlist. But, unfortunately, this is just the Halloween songs. And so it's got 500 whole followers. Um, but, like, yeah, I, as far as I can tell, they haven't released Hoobie Halloween soundtrack yet. Don't know if they ever will release it as like a, a separate album. Because obviously, like, unless I'm being stupid and it has, it has released and I just can't find it. Like, there isn't really enough original music there to put together as a whole soundtrack. And like, even if there was, it's all very... Un, like unmemorable because like I I love a good film soundtrack or a game soundtrack or a TV soundtrack like Outer Worlds is my most listened to soundtrack or like any album on Last FM and I really love like a bunch of soundtracks there's so many good ones and like even a mediocre soundtrack like the Slender Man one which is very mediocre it like Raman Javali, who did it, who's the same guy who did the Game of Thrones soundtrack, which is like wild. He was really phoning in for for Slenderman, which I think is kind of like, oh, uh, I should do a separate Slenderman podcast for it because I keep bringing Slenderman up. Maybe next year, maybe next year, Long Halloween season two will be me watching Slenderman. Every oh, that would be that would fucking suck. That would be awful. Genuinely. Like, I, I enjoy watching Sandman every so often, but having to watch it every day would utterly destroy me. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Which maybe is a good thing. Maybe that's what people want, is to see me just be utterly destroyed. The Another exciting thing I noticed that was pointed out to me when me and my friends were watching for the drinking game, but when Richie Hartman's kind of donning the pig mask, we see behind him... This kind of giant penis-shaped courgette. And maybe this is just like a Freudian thing of like, oh no, we've noticed this, it must be because there's something we're thinking about that. But like, I don't know if it's accidental or if this is like the set design people just having a fun time hiding stuff in the background. I did write like a tiny little bit about like the mise-en-scene of Hoobie Halloween. So like, Mise-en-scene is a film word you'll hear a lot, and it, it, it's a very easy way to make yourself sound like you know what you're talking about with film, but I don't think it's very often explained. It wasn't until I did a film course last year that I had brought up before that I actually kind of understood what mise-en-scene is. So I'll briefly explain what mise-en-scene is in case you don't know, just because I think it could be useful if, you, if you've heard the word and don't know what it means. So mise-en-scene is basically just the way that everything is placed in the scene. So that can be where the actors are standing, where the cameras are pointing, where props have been put, where what clothes people are wearing, where how the lighting looks. It's basically everything physical behind the camera. So like the probably the easiest stuff to talk about is the is like the 
props and the location and the um like costumes because they're quite obvious but yeah means on set is most of film <sighs> oh god i wasn't tired until i started recording it's been a solid hour because i had class it's been a solid hour between watching who be halloween and starting recording and now i've started yawning constantly oh god it might just be because I'm talking so much I'm not taking enough oxygen. That could be the problem. I need to take breaks to breathe, but then I have to edit this properly. Ugh. But anyway, yeah, I think it looks to me like the costume designers and the set designers just had a really good time doing this. Like, obviously, just getting to design an awful lot of Halloween costumes is, like, quite a fun thing to do. It's There wasn't anything, like, really gross they had to do. Like, we didn't. If we'd seen Peanuts the Pig, that would have ate. Uh, I don't even want to think about us seeing Peanuts the Pig, dead corpse. But yeah, I think the the like design is really, really good in general. Like, the costume design and the set design, they both worked really hard. Like, some of it, particularly the set design, like, can seem for me a bit OTT, like, a bit much. Like, I don't know if Americans go that out of, like, get that crazy about Halloween. Maybe they do. Like, I've never been to America, like, and especially not Salem, America's unofficial Halloween capital. But, like, yeah. Oh, I keep doing, I, I do that. I, like, talk and then trail off my thoughts and just go, like, but, uh, yeah. But what I was saying was, I have no clue if the mise not the, I can't just keep saying mise if they're, like, set design, of, like, incredibly, literally Halloween stuff everywhere is, like, actually what people do for Halloween or if that's a bit dramatic. I, I'm sure I could, like, find pictures of Salem during Halloween. But, mm. Anyway, one of the thing that I spent a lot of, like, time reading about whilst I was watching the film this time is, like, something that I've briefly discussed and I was trying to actually read more about it is, like, this film's depiction of Judaism. So I'm just going to check who wrote Hoopy Halloween. Because obviously Adam Sandler is Jewish. And so you'd assume he has a far better understanding than me of how Judaism works. It was written by Adam Sandler and Tim Hervey. Who was also a... Who is Adam Sandler's... A roommate and longtime collaborator. He wrote most of Adam Sandler's films and appeared in like some of them in like minor roles. He was the defense secretary in Pixels. Um, but yeah, like, because I don't know if Hurley was like the one who, um, like has more of the role in writing the the, the stuff because you'd think if Adam Sandler was writing it there would maybe I'm just not understanding and maybe like but from what I understand about Judaism and please feel free to correct me my DMs are open on Twitter and Instagram so if you want to just message me and be like Aoife fucking hell you know nothing about Judaism which you'd be right about I know very little I only did religious, like, RE and 
school until the end of primary school. So I haven't done it in the 10, oh God, almost 10 years now. And even when we did RE, the one religion we never covered for some reason, like the one prominent religion in the UK was Judaism. So it's by far the religion that I have the least knowledge about in the UK. Like obviously there's stuff out with the UK, like Zoroastrianism and indigenous religions that like we weren't taught about for other reasons. But Judaism, we were just never taught about. And it might just be because the part of the country I'm from has such a tiny Jewish population compared to our Buddhist and Sikh and Muslim population. But, mm. so like, the the three main things, and I've put this out on my Instagram story, so if you want to respond to my Instagram story to answer my questions for me, that would be incredible. Like, having people who know this stuff, like, would be ideal instead of me a non-Jewish person trying to, essentially questioning a work by a Jewish person about their de- their depiction of Judaism. So, like, there are three main things that I don't get that I, I need clarification about. So, firstly, it's like, when Hoovy has this little conversation with God, do Jewish people refer to God as God? I, I got a lot of complicated answers to do with the name of the Lord being sacred in Judaism and not they, they, outside of prayer not saying it and there being like 70 different names for God. So I'm, I'm still confused about that. Um, and I think we've already established that the um, Dubois family aren't particularly orthodox given that they do celebrate Halloween. So, I'd imagine that stuff like only saying the God during prayer isn't something they would stick to. My other two questions are very much to do with specific stuff that seems like it's America's overwhelmingly Christian culture seeping into the film. And that is the references to Lucifer that Hubie makes when he sees evil stuff or stuff he perceives as evil and the references to heaven and hell both of which feel a bit strange to me like especially i think there's this general misunderstanding about the jewish idea of heaven and hell so when ruth Bader ginsburg died there were a lot of people talking about oh she'll be in heaven or hell depending on what you believe um and oh i was just checking if that was a if that was a message about it, but no, it was news. But yeah, um, as as far as I can tell, well, um, I I I read a few people when the Ruth Gettysburg, like shortly after she died, saying she was Jewish. This doesn't feel very respectful to talk about her going to Christian, the Christian afterlife when the afterlife in Ju- Judaism is pretty different. So from what I found out like the idea of hell in which is not called hell but i can't i didn't write down the name but there's kind of there is this sort of place of punishment that people go to after they die but if you repent your sins before even at the gates of it then you don't have to go there and you won't you don't stay there for like eternity it's like a fairly short period of punishment so it's less permanent everyone 
eventually ends up in, I think, well, um, the thing, the, the, the article I read said it kind of can translate to the Garden of Eden, but that's contested. The other thing, the Lucifer thing, so in in the Torah, Satan, or like the devil, is referenced about eight times total, and in general, because unlike sort of Christianity, which sees God as a trinity and in certain strains gives the devil quite a lot of power and is almost duophilistic, so it has like these almost two deities that are competing. Um, in Judaism, it's very much God is all-powerful and omnipotent and can do whatever they, I'm going to say they for God, want. So, and the devil or Satan is very much this kind of sort of more spiritual idea of this just pull towards evil that everyone feels. So the idea of this very physical, real evil thing called Satan or Lucifer, as far as I can tell, isn't particularly something that a Jewish person would believe in. And I guess, but I guess like culture in America and the UK is overwhelmingly Christianized. And like, so I wouldn't be surprised if those ideas like I'm not I'm I'm not going to disclose my exact religious beliefs but I'm not Christian or I'm not any major religion or atheist for that matter so work do with that what you will but even I will like you you've heard during this I I say oh god oh Jesus and which is technically not something you're meant to do and I like those ideas Christian ideas very much can play a part in everyone whether you like it or not's lives and i wonder if that's the same thing that's happening here like i don't know what it is like for someone to live in a place where your religion is very much not the culture no matter like and no matter what people say about judeo-christian values or a judeo-christian culture I don't honestly think that, like, Judaism and Christianity are so different when you start digging down into them that the idea of Judeo-Christianity is kind of this bizarre concept that doesn't make any sense to me. Because they are too... They're both fascinating and wonderful for their own different reasons, but neither of them are... Like, other than the fact that kind of... They start the they they share some similarities. A lot of stuff is different between them, and that's cool. Diversity is cool. What a controversial message! This is I'm gonna get cancelled for. No, I think I hope I've done a decent job of trying to be respectful. If I haven't, just tell me and I'll apologize. Like, but because I because I I do genuinely. I, like, if I come across as ignorant or, like, offensive, I'm genuinely not trying to be untrue. I want to understand this stuff. And, like, if I... if I Because I, I wasn't taught anything about Judaism. Like, I, I have a fairly decent understanding of the basics of Islam and Sikhism and Hinduism. 
and Buddhism, but just not Judaism for some reason. Anyway, this has been... We've had three episodes of film studies. Now we're going to get deep into the one theology module that I did last semester. No, two semesters ago. This is just... Oh, I can't wait for us to get into the politics module I did. Anyway, this has been The Long Halloween. If you've liked what you've heard, somehow, still at this point, please um, subscribe or follow on whatever platform you're listening on. Engage in whatever way you can. So rate, comment, whatever you can do. I, I don't know what some platforms have, but Apple Podcasts is the big one where rating is very helpful. Um, share with your friends, share with whoever. It's the only way I can grow. Follow me on my socials for more information about stuff that I'm doing. I usually, I don't post very often on my Twitter, but you will see stuff. I do, I retweet a lot of stuff. You might find me really annoying and instantly want to stop following me, but hey-ho. Um, oh yeah, also, um, if you want to send me any questions, you can do that via Twitter DMs or Instagram DMs, just... I don't know, start your message with, like, the long Halloween or something so I can see that that's why I'm getting a random message from someone random. Or from a friend, if that's who you are. Yeah. Actually nine to go this time. This time. It's been the long Halloween. I've been Ethan. I'll see you in hell.